Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you'll find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows to do the same. This is not a grief group. This is your journey. This may just show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and of The Widow Coach, and I'm a professionally certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey back to who you are begin. Welcome back, my friends. I'm so glad you've come back for Lesson 2 of the Widow Coaches class. Last week, I shared with you um, information about our thoughts and the difference between the sentences our brain plays for us and what the actual facts are and how to try to separate those out. And I also talked about uh, the self-coaching thought model, C-T-F-A-R. If you have not listened to at least class lesson number one, Go back and listen to that because that is the real foundation for a lot of the work I do coaching. The reason I'm doing this is I wanted to give you some um, excellent information that I teach in the Widow Coaches class. The Widow Coaches class is where um, I certify Widow Coaches I have students that come to me, they take the 12-week program, they achieve widow certification so that they can work with, not widow certification, oh my God, you don't need to be certified <laughs> to be a widow. Um, they come to become certified as a widow coach so that they can reach out and help other widows. Um, so this week, I want to talk to you about belief systems. All right, you hear that a lot, right? Belief systems, that's your belief system. A belief system is really a collection of thoughts all around something. Each thought kind of supports the other one. So say, when you think about making money, you have a whole belief system around making money. You may have a whole bunch of thoughts around it. Maybe you think, oh, you're supposed to work hard for your money. Your parents told you you have to get a good job and stick with it. All right? Maybe you heard money is the root of all evil. <laughs> what a terrible thing to think. I say it's a terrible thing to think because that would prevent you from wanting to have money. Right? If as a little kid that belief is presented to you that money is the root of all evil, you think, I don't want to be evil. Therefore, I don't want to have money. And having money is not a bad thing. <laughs> it's actually a pretty nice thing to have some money. Right? So that's a belief system. You can... You know, for the example of money, you could take out a tablet right now and write money at the top of it and start writing down every thought you have about money. Just write them without judging. Just let it all flow. And then you can look back at that and you might be very surprised at some of the things that you've been telling yourself about money. It's really interesting. I was shocked when I did that. I was like, whoa, 
I have some really negative beliefs around money, and that's going to prevent me from being able to make and hang on to my money, right? So here's the thing. I want to go back a little bit to what we talked about in the last episode, separating out the facts from thoughts. Because whenever somebody shares their life experiences with you, when they tell you something that's happened to them, they're going to give you like just a little handful of actual facts along with a lot of thoughts and story around the facts. And by story, I don't mean they're making things up. I mean, that's the story they tell themselves about what happened to them. It's all thoughts and beliefs. It's not the pure, simple facts because facts are negative. Facts don't have any emotional charge at all. It's what we think about the fact that makes us get emotional about it. So each of us takes what happens to us and we decide what it means and what our story is in terms of who we are and what our lives are about. A lot of people will look back at the challenges and trials of widowhood and believe that they were unlucky or this is just the way it has to be. But we're not damaged goods because of something that's happened to us. We often will choose to believe our circumstances, the circumstances of widowhood. We can choose to believe that we're not defined by our marital status and we're not doomed to live a life defined by the expectations of what that means. Okay, we could even choose to believe that we're meant to live a big, wonderful life instead. Now, a big, wonderful life might feel like a real big leap for a widow or widower to mentally embrace. But it could happen, even in small steps. You see, it's not the events in our lives that shape us. It's about what we believe those events mean. We have generalizations about what we've learned to guide all of our actions. Most of us do not decide consciously what we're going to believe. Okay, we could live a life filled with arguing with the past and what our loss means in our minds. We could believe if our spouse didn't die, we would be happy and pure and innocent. But the truth is, we're already pure and innocent, and we deserve to be happy despite what's happened to us in our life. Just because you think you're damaged doesn't mean you are. You have the ability to believe that you're a good, whole, magnificent person who just experienced something pretty terrible. And that terrible loss does not have the power to damage who you are at your core unless you believe it can and you live your life as though it does. So in this way, a lot depends on how the widow interprets her life through the lens of her loss. 
the experience itself does not shape her present or her future, but what she makes it mean does. Yeah, the grief continues, but a lot of the emotional pain of her present is based on her beliefs about being widowed. As children, we can't make the distinction between a belief that actually serves us and a belief that does not serve us because we're still being taught what to believe as little kids. But now as adults, we can choose what we will or won't believe anymore. No matter what anyone says to us or does to us, we have the sacred protected space of free will and choice over what we believe. It's for us and us alone. And it's a sacred gift given to us by our creator or the universe or however you choose to believe. Believe that you are worthy, gorgeous, wonderful, able, and strong because you are. Believe you have the power of the universe behind you and no human or circumstance is a match for that. So you can believe that no matter how much pain you've had in your past, you can choose to believe in yourself from this moment forward. A belief gives us a feeling of certainty about what things mean and who we are. If you want to know what your beliefs are, just look at your life right now. Because your life is your beliefs manifested. Anything you want to change in your life has to be changed at the belief level in order to become permanent change. This is where learning to coach other widows and learning to coach yourself comes in. Because someone can make you feel better in the moment, right? I have people tell me, oh, I talk to other widows. and But then... They can make you feel better in the moment, but when you go home and you start to feel just as badly as you did previously, because permanent change has not happened, right? They patted you on the back. They told you some great thoughts that lifted your spirits. That's all wonderful, but your beliefs were not challenged. So there was no permanent change for you. The same goes when you have poured a cup of coffee for your friend and you like pick up her spirits, which is what a good friend does. I am not belittling that in any way, right? You give her some good thoughts to think and then she goes home and she feels good for a little while, but it's not permanent because you didn't, you didn't know how to challenge what her beliefs are about herself and her situation. She needs to challenge them so that there's permanent change. If you believe you will always be strapped for money, then it will be very difficult to have a good income. Beliefs and reality like to be reflective of each other. When reality starts to contradict a belief, a tension is created in our lives, and this tension makes us uncomfortable. 
Okay. So like you're saying, okay, I'm going to change all my beliefs about money. I'm going to start to believe that money is easy to come by, that I have plenty of money, but then I look at my bank account and my stomach is sick. That's the tension in between the, there's a conflict between what you're trying to believe now and where reality is right now. And there's a tension in between. And in, but trust me, as you begin to work on your beliefs, your reality begins to shift to match what you're believing. And many of us have no idea when this is happening in our lives. There's many times in your life that your beliefs have shifted about something and your reality doesn't quite match yet. And you just think you're stressed out. You're like, why am I so stressed out? Why is this so hard? It's because, it's because your belief and your reality are not reflecting each other. If, if you've ever, um, worked to lose weight and then all the weight comes back on, <laughs> you lose some and then it comes back on. That's a demonstration of shifting your beliefs and having your reality begin to shift to match it. But then you can't hold on to those beliefs. You don't really believe yet that you can actually like easily drop weight and keep it off so that your reality goes back to what it was before. At this point, you have two choices to reduce the stress and tension. When you have your beliefs in one place and your reality in another, you either need to change the belief system or change the reality so they match. And oftentimes, if we are not changing our belief system, reality is changing and molding to what we currently believe. Most of us don't even realize we have a negative belief in the first place. And we have no choice but to sabotage our own reality like blow our budget or pass up an opportunity to increase our income in order to be back in line with what we believe. This is really common. Many clients experience it. It's not until we take hold of and change the belief that we can achieve any permanent results. When you become aware of things you believe in, you might be tempted to just blow them off. Like this is just silly that I would think that, but it would be a big mistake to just blow it off. Right. When I come across this belief, this thing that I've told myself since I was a kid, that money doesn't grow on trees. And I'm like, Oh, that's stupid. But I can't just blow that off because our belief systems that were formed when we were small children, they formed when we didn't have the emotional maturity to understand why things happened to us. You know, as children, we tend to blame ourselves for everything because we don't understand the complexity of other people's lives and experiences. Our minds are like an open door, like a huge sponge to just learn everything we need to learn as little kids as quickly as we can. And we take everything in and we identify it all as ourself. So we might believe it's our fault if our parents fight all the time. And the bad news is that many of us hang on to beliefs we developed when we were too young to know any better. We didn't have the ability to judge if the belief was a good one or serving us or not serving us. And we don't have a class in adulthood where someone comes in and reminds us 
that now we have emotional maturity and tools and we can understand the reality of external circumstances. No one shows up in high school to explain this to us. There's no one to remind us that we can now question circumstances which have nothing to do with us and not internalize them. We literally need to remind ourselves that we're good enough and we always were. Isn't that odd, but it's true? The way to do this is stay connected to yourself and evaluate your daily thoughts. What do you tell yourself daily? What do you tell yourself all the time? We don't pay attention to that. It may be really strange to you. This may be a strange idea to start listening and paying attention to what's in your head. Because we, we think 60,000 thoughts a day. We are constantly telling ourselves things without really stopping and questioning what it is we're telling ourselves. When negative feelings come up, we want to feel them instead of denying them because they can be the doorway into your beliefs. Okay, when a negative emotion comes up, when a negative feeling comes up, that's like, that's the big red flag for you. You're like, wait a minute, what am I telling myself that's making me feel this way? Because our feelings don't come from other people, from circumstances, from things outside of us. Our feelings are always coming from what we're thinking about it. If you couldn't see something happening, you couldn't feel one way or the other about it because you're not having thoughts about it yet. When someone tells you later that it happened and you start thinking thoughts about it, that's when you start to feel one way or the other about it. The incident didn't create your feelings. Your thoughts created your feelings. If the incident really created them, then you would have felt it even before you knew it happened. It would be happening somewhere else while you're in the grocery store picking out tomatoes and you would suddenly say, oh my God, I feel really sad. What just happened? <laughs> but it doesn't work that way. It's not until someone tells you as you're leaving the checkout what happened. And then you feel sad because you think sad thoughts about it. So when you start to feel negative feelings come up, first of all, you want to allow yourself to feel those feelings. I used to just go right into the kitchen for chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> because if I was eating chocolate chip cookies, I didn't have to pay attention to the feeling that was so uncomfortable. All right, that's buffering. That's a whole nother class. When negative feelings come up, you want to allow yourself to feel it because that's going to be your doorway into figuring out what your beliefs are, what the thoughts are you're having that's creating that feeling. We will go out of our way to make sure our beliefs are proven correct, whether they're beliefs we want to hold on to or not. This is called confirmation bias. I was just talking to someone about this in relationship to what goes on in Washington because we all have confirmation bias. We all do. And what happens is we like to find evidence in the world to support what we believe. Our brain constantly does that for us. 
And the worst part of it is we don't even know we're doing it. Right? The way to get rid of a crappy belief system is to replace it with a better one. And then you can start trying to believe the better one and take action in your life to prove it's correct so that you can find evidence to prove that new belief. If you believe that being a widow is isolating and you think that's a fact and not a belief, you think it's a fact that it's isolating to be a widow and not what you're telling yourself, then your brain will find all the evidence on the planet for you to prove that being a widow is isolating. If you start to shift off that belief and think, I don't have to be isolated as a widow, then your brain will start to create evidence to prove to you that you don't have to be isolated as a widow. And the best way to reinforce that belief is to start taking action in your life to prove it's correct. Go play bingo somewhere. <laughs> Go listen to music somewhere. Go hang out in the coffee shop. Start accumulating evidence to believe that, you, that widowhood is not something that isolates you. That you could actually believe that widowhood opens doors that would have never opened for you otherwise. You would have never had the opportunity to go to some place and maybe a coffee shop where somebody is playing music that you like. You would have not done that before. Maybe your spouse hated coffee. Maybe he hated music. <laughs> he didn't like the music you like to listen to. And now you can play the music you like to listen to full blast, right? And it's awesome. That's how you begin to disprove the beliefs that are making you miserable and begin replacing them with a solid belief system that can support you. Now, be aware when you start believing a new belief, sometimes a whole bunch of other illogical beliefs pop up around it. That's why we call it a belief system, because usually there's many beliefs that support each other, right? I talked about that. A belief system is like a whole bunch of different thoughts. So you find a thought in yourself. You're like, wait a minute. Why am I telling myself this all the time? I don't want this to be a reality in my life. So I want to start thinking a little differently. So you start thinking differently from that thought. Then all these other thoughts pop up to kind of try to disprove that thought. That's all the other thoughts in that belief system. You can do a thought download with all of those and look at it. That's why we call it a system. You want to start building a new system, whether it's around being isolated or it's just a new system around the idea of having a status as a widow. You want a new belief system about what your life is supposed to look like after you lose your spouse. Okay? Realize, as a widow, you may be isolated and lonely, but it's because you believe you will never get over feeling sad and that you're alone and will always be alone. 
you think um, <clears throat> you think you cannot possibly live alone. You're not capable of handling your own finances. Though there will never be anyone else, you think there will never be anyone else you will love or who will love you. That's, that's deep in a lot of widows. They may not even verbalize that. They will say that they will never love anyone else. They will say, oh, my husband will always be my love. But what they don't admit is what they're really thinking is there's never going to be somebody else who will love me like that. There are immeasurable thoughts that run through our heads that prevent us from moving forward in our lives. Now, if you're a brand new widow, you are in shock. I've talked about this innumerable times on this podcast. You are in shock. You are in a fog. Your brain is wrapping you in mental gauze to protect you right now. So all of this is like more than you can even comprehend. I'm sure. Maybe not. I have coached widows that were like a month after the loss of their husband that were able to grasp this right away. But if this feels so uncomfortable to you, give yourself time to process right? But you will hit the point where it, you want to start looking at the thoughts that you're thinking about this that might be keeping you from being able to move forward in life, even as you process through your grief. If you thought the exact opposite of each belief that you uncover that isn't serving you, what results would you have and, and what would you feel? For example, if you believed you could adapt to living alone and maybe even enjoy certain aspects of it, you believe you can get a handle on your finances and figure that out, and you truly believed these things, how would your life be different? If you believed you were strong and had amazing emotional control, and that life could work with you instead of against you? If you start to believe you deserve success beyond your wildest imagination, you could even feel happy again while experiencing grief, then what would your life look like? How would it be different from what it is today? What actions would be different? How would you feel on a daily basis if you could believe those things? Now you're saying this all sounds really amazing, Joanne, but I have no idea how to even begin to believe anything close to this, right? Maybe you think that's fine to, to say I can believe that I can get a handle on my finances, Maybe what you want to believe is that you can always make more money somehow. And the best way I know how to accomplish changing any belief is to act as if. Right? Pretend a little. Now that's not that fake it till you make it. And that's not pasting affirmations up all over your house. But taking one belief and, and saying, okay, I'm going to do a few things that proves a better belief. And then I'm going to let my brain scan for evidence in the world to prove that belief. How would you feel if you really believed this? 
How would you feel if you really believed you were going to be okay on your own? How would you act? Now, I have to tell you, as a coach, this is a very exciting process to watch. It's exciting when you when one of your clients takes a risk and it doesn't turn out the way they wanted, but they come to the session and they feel proud of themselves for having tried. The magical thing about this process is that it takes them to a place of power, right? If they believe they will never struggle with aloneness again, and they, then they still have some twinges of loneliness, they don't panic. They don't believe it doesn't hurt them. The feeling won't last forever. They come to understand that. That's the reward of being able to coach widows for me. When I see that light bulb come on and I see the, them begin to change, right? And the, the, to believe that their loneliness doesn't hurt them, that the feeling doesn't last forever. And by doesn't last forever, I don't mean, well, the loneliness will go away in three to five years. Feelings generally last about 90 seconds. It may come back again and again and again like waves, but if you're allowing it, it's not going to overwhelm you. You know, Wayne Dyer, I loved reading Wayne Dyer's books. He said early on in his career, he said, I will see it when I believe it. Many of us choose to believe the opposite of that statement, right? It's the old adage, I'll believe it when I see it. Wayne said, no, you'll see it when you believe it. It's almost impossible to achieve something if you don't believe you can. Let me rephrase that. I don't think it's almost impossible. I think it is impossible to achieve something if you don't believe you can. You will constantly sabotage yourself to stay in line with your illogical system of beliefs. Change the belief first. Then you can truly see it manifest in your life. We decide what is true in our lives. We might as well choose to believe the truth. And the truth is we're all filled with an abundant source of love. The truth is each of us has a place on the planet that's ours and we get to shine. We have free will. We have control of our emotional lives. We are not at the mercy of our emotions. We're not. Our emotions are coming from our thoughts and we get to choose what we want to think. So you can decide to acknowledge and live that truth. You can make a choice that you're not willing to be defined by old belief systems, by what society expects of a widow. Don't let that define you. You don't have to buy into those beliefs. You certainly don't have to buy into the beliefs of others, right? You can choose to believe you are loved no matter what. That's the amazing thing. So that is a little bit about belief systems, beginning to be able to take a look at your own belief systems and how they work.
and beginning to understand that you get to choose and you can change. And sometimes change isn't always comfortable, but it is so worth it. So worth it. So next week, I will do class three for you. It's um, one that I really enjoy. It's about emotional needs. I've talked about it before on this content, on this podcast, but I'm going to repeat it because I want these classes in order on the podcast. One, two, three, four, five. So we're going to cover a little bit of what is taught when I teach widows how to coach other widows. And I'm really excited because sometime this coming week, my new website will be going live. If you've ever gone to my website, you might have noticed that it talks about weight loss and weight loss coaching because when I started my career as a professionally certified life coach, I was a coach that coached weight loss and stop overeating, um, which is really rewarding, but it took a turn and I'm working with widows now. I've been working with widows a long time and my website just never changed. We added a few things so that you had the link for the widow podcast there. You had a link to my widow blogs there, but uh, it was just a mishmash. So finally I've decided, you know what? I've been, I've written two books on being widowed and widow coaching and I do the podcast and I am running the class to certify widows as widow coaches, it's time to fix my website. So I've had a lovely couple um, actually over in the UK that have been working with me redesigning the website. And I hope, fingers crossed, it should be going live this week. So later on this week, you might want to go check it out, joannethelifecoach.com, J-O-A-N-N, thelifecoach.com. Um, if it talks about weight loss, you'll know that it hasn't gone live yet, <laughs> but if it is the site for the widow coach, then you'll know that it's the new website and you can check it out. Leave me a review here in the comments and let me know what you think about it because I'm excited. I'm really pumped to get that content sorted out for you all and up there on the website. So Get out there, find some joy in your life. Pay attention to what you're telling yourself. Let's have some joyful thoughts. How's that? And I'll talk to you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>